ML Nation, episode 475. You know, if we cannot make it about us and make it about the systems and make it about what we have and how we're benefiting and how we're blessing people's lives, then it, it's not about us and we get out of our own way. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Hey, if you feel overwhelmed or lack consistency, we have free resources on our website, mlnation.com, on how to defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlmnation.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. Hey, Byron, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready, Simon. Let's do it. Byron Belka has over 15 years' experience in the MLM profession. He got started at only 26 years old, and by the time he was 28, he hit the top level in his company already. His journey has taken from being not just a top distributor, but currently to the CEO of a network marketing company. Byron is happily married with four kids and lives out in Utah. So, Byron, I've given the MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how did you, who introduced you, how did you get started in network marketing at 26 years old? Well, you know what? You know, it's, it's interesting. I kind of had that one friend, I think that we all do, that uh, kind of hits you up with every deal. And um, I never really got off the ground running. I had the same friend and he was successful and it just took the right person. I remember when I was 26, you know, when he called me and said, hey, for the sake of you and your family, I'm not going to let you miss this one. Um, you know, I, I, I said, all right, what's this one all about? And my, my real intention at the beginning, Simon, was to do what I'd done every single time before that. And that was, you know, sign up so he could stop bugging me, put the product in the closet and not really do anything. But uh, he said, you know what, Byron, you got to meet with somebody. And I, and I went and met with somebody who became one of my mentors. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes that person that says it in the way that you need to see to have it heard and uh, someone that believes in you. And he grabbed me by the arm, showed me what to do. And I was able to, you know, to see some success. And so it was just having that person, one that believed in me, you know, and two, that could show me exactly what I needed to do. And, and I was willing to put in the work. And so that's how I got started. Uh, what were you doing before? Were you uh, working at that time? Were you a student? Yeah, I was a student, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always kind of done. Before that, I was I, I, I talked somebody into letting me use $10 million of their line of credit. And I did loans. So I became I was a lender and uh, at, at that time. But I'd always been in sales. So how was your first couple of weeks like well, when, once you got started? Well, you know what? I kind of have a, an interesting start because, you know, I think when people get started in networking, you know, some of the times they're so excited that they got somebody to join that they're nervous to put any pressure on them. When you really need to get out there and give that person that win, that, that you know, we have that honeymoon phase that only lasts so long and people need to have that positive experience. And so one of the things that my mentor did for me was, you know, he made me do something within 24 hours. And and I had people in my business within 24 hours. And so that had never happened to me before. So all of my doubts, all of my, you know, things that you could be nervous when you just made a decision weren't there because I'd already had a win. And so I came out the gate pretty strong because of that, um, you know, going and feeding that momentum that I had right from the get go. But as you know, it always doesn't just go up. Uh, I had some great couple of months and then it goes down and then you have to rebuild again. And 
But uh, I did come out swinging. Hey, you brought up something that not, uh, not many people do. Like you said, a lot of people, I think they get excited that someone finally joined them and then they'll lack a belief or, or the, the belief that, oh, they're going to quit, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't push them that hard. And then by not pushing them hard, you actually, uh, the person ends up quitting because yeah. they are exposed, with, you know, they're doing nothing. They're not making not, no activity. They start getting buyer's remorse. They can start getting negativity. So that's a really big golden nugget there. Um, what did you, you said your mentor made you do something. What did he make you do? Well, I remember it was about 11 o'clock at night when I'd met with them by the time we were done with dinner. And what he did is he put uh, a phone number and a conference call. I mean, this is 15 years ago. We didn't have all the technology we had today. But he, he basically wrote down a bridge, conference call number and code and said, get 10 people on this call tomorrow at 2 p.m. And I, he, before that, I mean, he had said three things to me that night that I uh, that I won't forget. And, you know, this is the first time I'd met him. And what he said is he said, Byron, I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, I don't need to do this. The worst thing that could happen is me take six months out of my life, teach you how to do this, and then you quit. You wasted six months of my life. He looked at me. and This is the first time I met this guy. And he said, don't waste my time. The second thing that he said was, you know, since I've been doing this as long as I have, I've heard every single excuse in the book. So don't give me any excuses. And then the third thing that he said was, are you going to do it or not? Because if you don't know, then who knows? So as he already had just said, no excuses, don't waste his time. And then he, and he writes this number down and a code on a piece of paper after I said I would do it. You know, I really didn't have a choice. I'm like, all right, 2 p.m. tomorrow, that's, that's not lunchtime. That's not dinner time. It's smack dab in the middle of the day. But this is what he told me to do. And that's what I did. So how many people did you bring onto that conference call? <laughs> well, it's kind of an interesting story because, you know, I, I went into work early. I was a little bit nervous, obviously, because, I mean, what did I just commit to? Um, it was getting close to two o'clock and I didn't have 10 people. And so what ended up happening was, you know, you go to your kind of your reserves. And I went to, you know, my, my, my dad, I called my dad on the phone and I'm like, Dad, you know, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just need you to do me a favor. I'm supposed to have 10 people on this call. I don't. Can you stick your ear to the phone and be one of my 10? And he said, yeah, I'll do that for you. And then I called one of my cousins. Same thing. And I called another person that did the same thing. So just out of sheer friendship, me calling and saying, just stick your ear to the phone. I don't want to let this guy down. Um, I got 10 people on the call and we got on there. My mentor got on, shared the story with everybody. And, you know, as soon as the call was over, my phone started ringing. I, and I know this isn't normal and this is, this is not what normally happens. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, but I got nine out of the 10 to join. Wow. And, uh, and that's how we got started. Um, why did you think nine out of ten join? Because that is very, very abnormal, right? It is. It is. Well, I think a couple things. One, you know, this is my first time really doing it. Two, I'd, I'd had credibility with people. They'd seen me see success in other things. And you know, the third thing, I was being genuine. I was telling them that I needed their help. I was telling them that you know I had somebody that uh, that I didn't want to let down, and I wanted them to stick their ear to the phone. I wasn't high pressure. I just wanted them to hear it. But, you know, it comes down to it was relationships. You know, they were willing to do that for me because of, of you know, the relationships we have with each other. So let's talk about uh, credibility and relationships. Uh, how does what's the best way for people to increase their credibility? Well, I think a lot of it just has to do with, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. And what a lot of people don't understand in this industry is, as we always te- you know, hear and learn that when people hear the word no or they're not interested, it really is no, not now. And as you do what you say and you're a part of your company and you're, and you're being consistent and you're growing, 
you create that personal power. People need to understand that the longer they they commit to something and they stick to something, the more personal power they gain. You know, so when you talk about how you gain that credibility, you know, a lot of times, in, I mean, how many people have been approached by somebody about something and maybe they said no. And then, you know, three months later, they see him at a store or somewhere and they say, well, you know, how is that thing going that you were doing? And you say, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you just validated them saying no to you because, well, oh, I'm glad I didn't join you. You know, a, a majority of the people that told me no my first year in the business all joined my business sometime. A majority, not all of them, but a lot of them did. A lot of my close friends, because they saw what happened in six months. They saw that I was consistent a year later or two years later and that my life was changing. And so, you know, having that stick to you know, being upfront and realizing that it takes a lifetime to create a friend and a minute to lose one. Um, it's just business. It's an opportunity. It's things that you care about. And, and you know, I never try to burn those bridges. Uh, hopefully people can just see from my passion and excitement why why I'm a part of it and why they should be as well. Great quote there. It takes a lifetime to create a friend, but only a minute to lose one. Yeah, great nuggets there, Amalmation. Uh, you know, it, re- it reminds me of uh, Warren Buffett's a similar quote, that it takes 20 years to create a reputation, uh, but five minutes to destroy it. Mm-hmm. You know, very, it's a, and like you said, I think when you quit, you basically validate that person's opinion of you, right? Yeah. And having the habit of not quitting anything, uh, it doesn't necessarily about this business, the other things you do, because mm-hmm. if you quit on something small, it's easy to quit on the, the bigger and the other, other things in life. No, and, that, and I heard a quote once that I really like about that as you're saying that. And that go, it goes, you know, if you're tired of starting over, then stop quitting. <laughs> start over if you, if you, you know. So just commit to something. If you believe in it, you know, go get it and make it happen. It's really, as we all know, it's up to us to make it happen. I love it. You got all these great quotes here today. If you're tired of starting over, stop quitting. Keep doing. All right. Hey, let's uh, change uh, gears a little bit. This is my favorite question. In your 15 years, what is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? Uh, to the point you even had doubts and you said, why am I even doing this? Well, I think a lot of it is when you when you feel like you had a lot of people that believed in you. Um, and that's kind of what happened. I remember where I was. I was in Budapest, Hungary. I was staying at a Marriott hotel on a treadmill. I was walking, staring outside, looking at the Danube River, uh, getting ready to do a big presentation to my team that night. I knew we were going to have hundreds, probably about, I think, about 800 people at that meeting. And I get the news that uh, the, the original owners of my company at that at that point didn't have the vision, didn't have I don't know all the reasons, but they were going to basically shut the company down. So here I am, going to do I mean I mean going to do this event, got all these people who believed in me, uh, who trusted in me, who followed me, and and yet I'm going to go have to tell everybody that um, you know this thing might not be here anymore when when we've just been creating this momentum, which was crazy. I mean, we, we were having all these things happen. It was just mismanaged. And I mean, that that was a really, really tough part um, in life. Because as, as you know, right now, I'm as you mentioned, I am one of the uh, a founder or an owner of a networking company. That was not my plan. That was not my goal. You know, I started in the company I'm in as a distributor and we ended up taking over out of necessity because we believed in what we were doing. We didn't want people to get hurt. But I'll tell you what, that was that was a pretty crazy emotional not even day or week or month. That was a year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> crazy, crazy time frame. Well, why did you stick with network marketing then? If it was so, it's unstable. Something like that can happen. Well, because 
I, I believe that if there's any industry that's worth learning, it's this. Because if you if you learn the principles and you develop personally, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens around you. It had nothing to do with my belief in the in the concept of the industry. It had nothing to do with my b- belief in in what we're doing and, and giving people freedom. I'm a big freedom believer. I'm all about creating freedom in people's lives. And I, and I believe this is a way to do it for the masses. Um, but that didn't change. It's just it's just finding all those pieces around that, that that you need to go out there and win. And you know what somebody can't change uh, is is what you've experienced, the the personal development that you go through, the principles that you learn, uh, the, the way to communicate and grow. And so you know I, I I have people that you know have have been let down by companies and they go into another company, they take that skill set and and they're fine. And so it really comes down to that's something that can't be taken from you if you believe in the concepts of what we're doing, and, and I believe. Let's um, yeah go to another uh, shift topics here. Uh, in your journey, getting back to when you were building, right? Uh, you did get a really fast start, but you're up and down, up and down. It's just the entrepreneur roller coaster. Was this specific aha moment, something that happened where you felt that you really got it? Afterwards, uh, things really got rolling. Well, I think that. A lot of times we go to the we go to the whether we hear stuff like this in training or we go and get trained and we hear the things that we need to be doing, but we don't do them. You know, and for me, it was an aha moment. I remember I was at a, at a retreat um, with one of my mentors and uh, it was a leadership retreat. And I kind of hit a ceiling in my business. And for so, so, for some reason, I could not break through. I kept going up against that ceiling, falling right back down with volume and growth. And, you know, I remember it was as simple as just goal setting. And we did a goal setting training. And what he did is he brought out his old Franklin planner, you know, that they used to use way back when. And he had this list of everything that he set out to, to, to accomplish. And they were pretty big goals. I mean, they weren't small goals. He taught us to always, you know, add zeros and dream big. And every single thing on that list that he had when he started, as crazy as it sounded, he had accomplished, you know, building, you know, owning canyons in the mountain to whatever. And there was one last thing that was on that page uh, that he pulled out and he said, there's only one thing left on this sheet that I haven't been able to cross off. And it was, you know, I want to be a pilot and, and buy my own plane. And he said, and the reason that I'm training this today is because in front of every one of you, I want to check this off because I got my pilot license and I just bought my plane. Then he checked that box right in front of me and the impact, that aha, that hat, the, the, how that hit me, that changed my life forever. Because how many times do we go through the motions and we say, yeah, I know, I know, but we don't do. You know, or yeah, I need to set my goals. Yeah, I know I need to write them down. Yeah, I know I need to have that positive affirmations. Yeah, I know I need. How many times do we do that? But we don't do that. You know, we know to do it, but we don't. And that's something that changed my life. I went I went home after that experience, uh, recommitted myself to my goals, did them right and uh, blew through actually that ceiling that I couldn't break through. And that's when I went and hit the top level of the company. What was one of those goals that really stood out? Like you, you know, you start writing them out. The ones that you really memorable for you that you really you, that you hit the well, most meaningful. Like I said, it's never those big things. The things that really um, that made a difference for me is getting out of management mode. Because um, a lot of times when you get a group and you think that you're spending your time, and you can, if you allow that, if you allow people to take your time all day, instead of using tools, if you become that tool and everybody uses you, then you can get into management mode pretty easy. And so 
that was the, the goals that really had the biggest impact were what were the, the daily things that I was going to do to continue to push the business forward and not just manage all the time acting like I'm, you know, pushing the business forward for my people, but continuing to, to recruit, continuing to promote, continuing to contact, to do those things that, that at least got me to that point. Uh, what do you mean by being the tool? You mean like always being available for your team, uh, being doing three-way calls? Is that what you mean by being the tool instead of sending people well, the tool? Well, here's, here's, here's what I mean. I think, I think there's two types of networkers. I think you've got the, you know, the, the rock stars, the superstars, the, the people that everything is about them. They're the one on the stage. They're the one doing all the things. And when they're there, things happen. When they're not there, things don't happen. And then you've got, you've got and I'm sure you know people too in this industry that, that make big income, but they can still never take a break because they didn't use, they are the system. They are the tool. And then you've got every, everybody else. I call it clapping your hands. You know, if this is your prospect or if this is your, uh, your distributor and this is a tool and you clap your hands, then you will be sitting on a beach someday. If this is the prospect or this is the customer or this is your distributor and this is the tool, you, then all you're doing is creating another job. All you're going to do is just create a dependency on you. And, and, and when you're not there, things slow down because it's you. But if you can make it about the tools and getting people to, to, to still, you're there for your upline, but all you're doing is pointing and directing and showing people the tools and resources and where to find that so that it's not you. Even if it is you, it's a tool or recording of you that people can utilize right. so you don't have to be live all the time, right? So that that's the key is making sure it gets systematized and make sure that, you know, you're, I would say, are you clapping your hands? When you do stuff, are you clapping your hands or are you going like this? Because that's the difference between freedom and, you know, an MLM networker that's still tied down to his job. Absolutely. Um, what motivated you to uh, be the CEO of a company instead of being a distributor? <laughs> well, you know, going back to that that meeting that night after I found out that, um, you know, things were going to go the wrong direction, um, I just made a decision and I, and I went and talked to my leaders and I said, guys, I have money. I don't have enough. You know, I've never raised millions and millions of dollars, but here's here's the deal. You know, I was the person that brought this to you. I'm going to be the last one to leave and we're going to figure this thing out. I don't know how, but we're going to figure it out. And uh, I went out with partners and investors. We did an asset purchase and we actually purchased the company. And so, you know, that's that's why, you know, I became or came to the corporate side, not necessarily because I like this side better. I mean, I love not having to worry about, you know, employees and love not having to worry about you know, raw materials for products and, you know, commissions and all these things that happen when you're in all the countries that we're in. But, you know, sometimes you just do what you got to do. It's, life doesn't always go the direction that you want. But I feel like when you've been blessed with an opportunity, um, it, it's not just an opportunity, it's a responsibility. And, you know, I felt like I needed to do whatever I could to, to make it right for my people, my team, the customers that we had. And if nothing else happened and the whole thing went down, at least I knew that I tried every single thing that I could. And that once again, that personal power and that credibility hopefully wouldn't be tarnished on my name because somebody else's decision. So the good thing is, is we've just grown. So instead of, instead of uh, it being a negative thing, it's been a positive. How have you seen this uh, profession change and what trends do you see? Well, I just think that, you know, the, the principles are universal. The universal principles are always the same. 
But I just think that our, our reach, our grasp, our ability, the technology, things that scare every other industry because it puts them out of business, empowers us. You know, just like what we're doing right now. You know, this empowers us because we're able to speak and educate and teach and train. And the world gets smaller and smaller because of technology in our space. But in other spaces, you know, artificial intelligence, technology, I mean, they're, they're wiping out industries. And so I think we're perfectly positioned because of the, of the direction that people are going. And, and you look at this, more and more people, they might not want to call it that, but more and more people are coming to this, this industry because I believe this is an industry of empowering people. You know, if you look at like an Uber today, why did Uber do so well? Or you look like Airbnb, how do they compete with Hilton's and Marriott's and stuff? They empower people. Okay, Uber empowers people. So this is the future, you know, empowering people. What are countries going to do when because of artificial intelligence or, or because of technology, they have 40 percent unemployment rate? Entrepreneurship is going to be a must If people don't think they need a plan B. They're fooling themselves because, you know, this is going to be so many people's plan A's at a necessity where um, we're just empowering and the people become empowered, which is the way it should be anyway. So I, I, that's what I've seen. I've seen that this is going to be I mean, you look in, in, in the in, in the past and I mean, there's really no network marketing companies that I'm aware of or direct sales companies that do more than what, 20 billion a year. I mean, I don't know. And yet you've got other companies like Johnson and Johnson, Procter and Gamble and all these companies that do 100 plus, you know, billion. And there's going to be a 100 billion dollar network marketing company someday. And there's going to be a lot of them that do 10 and 20 and 30 just because it's the future. It's the better way and the better way always wins. Mm. And so, you know, technology is in our favor. Uh, trends are in our favor. Social media is in our favor. And then obviously the economy where people are needing to become entrepreneurs is going to be in our favor in the next 10 to 15, 20 years anyway, with people needing needing to be you know entrepreneurial to make it happen. On the other side, uh, what are some threats to the network marketing profession you see or future well, threats? Yeah, yeah. I just, if I were to see any threats, you know, it's just once again, I think it's those people that that claim to be part of this industry that aren't, you know, that, that use it for, for self gain or for benefit instead of for, for blessing the masses, you know, just like anything, you know, has a double, a double edged sword. The same things that we can use to empower mass masses is, a, is the same tool that we can use for a lot of people to be taken advantage of and hurt. And, you know, I, I, I really do wish that there was, you had to go through certain things, um, and have certain credibilities and have certain, I don't know, criteria to even start a networking company. <laughs> I wish there were, I wish those things were in place, but they're just not. And, um, I, you know, I just, I think that's the biggest hurdle is, and it's going to probably be more and more defined as the, as we go into the future of a legitimate opportunity compared to, to something that, you know, people are just using for a few to win and get gain instead of to help free the masses. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Hey, ML Nation, here's something cool for you, and it's free. Now, I know that you know you should be working on your income-producing activities every day, but do you ever wonder how many prospects you need to reach out to every day or how many you need to invite and actual follow-up in order to earn a full-time income? Or how many times you should be posting on social media? Now you know those answers and what to do and how many people you need to reach out to with your free DMO cheat sheet that will keep you on track every day. Now, not only can you print it out and put it next to you, but we made it even easier for you. 
We made it so that it's a wallpaper for your phone. Because I know you're building your business with your phone. So that anytime you pick up your phone, you'll look at your DMO cheat sheet. It's right there. And it will remind you of what you need to do and keep you focused. Go get your free DMO cheat sheet. Just go to mlnation.com for your free download. Again, just go to mlnation.com and get your DMO cheat sheet. Hey, Byron, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. Sure. So the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, it's one that I started with, and that is, massive action solves all problems. Massive action solves all problems. It does not matter what we're dealing with. Fear doesn't solve it. Doubt doesn't solve it. You know, training doesn't, action solves it. And that's something that I kind of embodied right at the very beginning um, of my, uh, I don't say my, my experience in this industry 15 years ago, but that's it. Massive action solves all problems. What is one habit that has helped you become successful? Well, I, I think you just learn from those, um, those that are really successful. I think the most successful people in networking master the art of two things. They master the art of recruiting and they master the art of promoting. They're amazing recruiters and they never stop and they promote. So that's what I try to continually get better and better at because I see those people that are amazing at those two things as we all know success leaves clues. Those are the things that I try to focus on. How can I become better at recruiting and better at, uh, once again, when I mean recruiting, giving people what they're after and then obviously promoting. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received? Well, let's see. I, I think that, I think the best piece of advice that I've ever received is, is I used to have this one and I can hear his voice in the back of my mind. He's probably said it to me a thousand times. It wasn't my upline, but it was another mentor of mine. And that is you're making it about you. Stop making it about you. It's not about you. I can hear that like a thousand times. It's about you. Anytime I had an issue or something wasn't working, Byron, you're making it about you. And it really isn't about us. You know, if we cannot make it about us and make it about the systems and make it about what we have and how we're benefiting and how we're blessing people's lives, then it, it's not about us and we get out of our own way. And that's that that's an amazing piece of advice that I still hear in the back of my mind sometimes. What's your favorite prospecting to uh, your company uses? You just use an online video. Do you use Facebook groups? What do you use? Yes. I mean, I mean one of the things that and, I, and I'm coming from, I've done a lot of stuff overseas and and. Uh, we kind of did it backwards where we started overseas. Now we're coming to the States just because that's where my teams were when we started. But no, I, I love using the online stuff. I love using the app, uh, love using videos. I love, you know, showing somebody that if they can push their button or push their finger on a few buttons on the phone, that they can at least get started. They can create some interest, um, break the ice. Uh, it's still going to come back to creating those relationships and doing it the right way. Those are just tools. They don't do it for us, but I just love the reach that we have now. The reach is so much bigger. Do you have a favorite online resource or like a favorite app um, that you could recommend? Well, you know, obviously, as a company, we have our company app. But one of the things that I mean, I love, once again, I love to use Facebook, WhatsApp. What is uh, one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Wow. Um, well, one of the ones that had the biggest impact on me a long time ago uh, was Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins. And I remember when I had had another plateau, had somebody tell me, go and listen to that audio every day for 30 days. And uh, 
I did. And that's, that was another breakthrough for me, you know, when I did, when I did that. So, uh, that's one, that's one that I always kind of go to when everybody's, when everybody, and anybody asks me, because that's one that's had a big impact on my life. And the last question, the million dollar question, you ready? I'm ready. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So didn't know your wife, family, nobody, uh, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another universe. What's the first place you go or the first thing you do to build an MLM business from scratch? Obviously, you know, I would, I would go online. I would go online. I'd go to Facebook. I'd use social media. And I'd just get out in my community. So that's where I would go. You know, my, my, one of my mentors used to tell me, parachute me into any, and it's about driving the business, parachute me into any country, give me two weeks, I'll sponsor four people and we'll drive that to the center of the earth. So it's really getting into the circles of influence. Uh, what places on Facebook, do you, any places where you meet prospects, where would you go? You know, for me, you know, right now I'm just, I'm, I'm a lot newer to that space. I really am. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at places, obviously you've got a lot of great, amazing resources. I know you, Simon, have the number one downloaded podcast in the industry, which is great. I've got good friends, you know, like Fraser Brooks. I've got good friends like uh, Rob Sperry, who, you know, I, I live by and stuff. And so there's a lot of people that are, that are good coaches and trainers like yourself that are showing people how to utilize and how to share the resources with the globe. And so amazing. All right. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then uh, what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Well, I mean, I think the best way, obviously, I've got my, my own Facebook page. Um, and that's just Byron Belka. You know, I've got my own Facebook page. You can go uh, connect with me there. Obviously, YouTube channels and stuff like that. But, you know, looking at what you're doing here in the MLM space, you um, know, just, just looking at the value that you're adding to people. And I love what your tagline was, is that you want to bless as many people's lives as you possibly can. That really comes back to, you know, like what I was talking about, where not making it about you, you make it about others. And that's what I, that I would tell anybody. If you, the best piece of advice is someone's not signing up for you. They're signing, why are they signing up for them? Why is this product good for them? And if we make it about the other person and we make it about, uh, people going out there and learning and sharing like you do on MLM Nation, um, it's going to come back to you, not just tenfold, but a hundredfold. Hey, thank you for the kind words. Hey, MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Byron Belka. So uh, keep up the momentum. Go to MLMNation.com. Just type in Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, at the podcast tab. And uh, all the nuggets of wisdom and Byron's contact info will be right there. Hey, you know to be successful in life, uh, like you said, Byron, you have to be a giver, uh, successful in business and life. You must help others. So thanks again for, yes, sharing your valuable time with us and um, providing your wisdom on MLM Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Byron, and God bless hey, you. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Hey, MLM Nation. Thanks to our guest for a great show today. And now it's your turn. Now, before we go to the recap, remember, unless you take consistent action on what you just learned, it's useless, and you've basically wasted your time and our time. You need to take action. And if you feel overwhelmed or struggle with consistency, head over to our website, mlnation.com, and we have free resources that will help you defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlnation.com. MLM Nation, Simon Chan with a recap and review for show with Byron Belka. 
Awesome show, great leader.、Uh, I want to go through some big key takeaways here.、Uh, number one was, you know, when he started working with the mentor, right? When he started working the mentor, great posture. Didn't like, I think Byron talked about it. Like sometimes we get so needy, desperate, like we're hoping that new distributor doesn't quit, so we go easy on him. But the mentor actually, a couple of things made him do something in 24 hours, right? Pressure. 24 hours, and this is actually, you know, this is the sorting business. He sorted. We're all sorting prospects. We're sorting downlines to work with. And he said, "Hey, 24 hours, get 10 people on the call." And that was a test for Byron whether he could do it or not. And you never, never know.、Uh, put the pressure on. And three things the mentor said to him: Number one, don't waste my time. Number two, don't give me excuses. And are you in or not? Right? Is it going to be you or not? And、uh, And he got working, and I think it's a good way to sort. Immediately, he'll know whether this person is worth working or not. You know,、um, he talked about building credibility. Obviously, Byron had to build huge credibility and trust in people. It's all about relationships, right? And one of the key ways to build trust and credibility is integrity. And integrity is being consistent. It's like do what you say you do. Right? Do what you say you do, and knowing that most prospects they're not going to join right now, but no doesn't mean forever. Right? It's just no, not now. And the longer you stick with it, the more personal power you get. Because ultimately,、uh, when a prospect you know who got a new job last week may not be interested, but six weeks, six months, or even a year, two years down the road, they will become interested.、And、the longer you stay, the better it is. And this is a great takeaway: when you quit, you validate those who doubt you. You know, next time you attempt to quit, just say that. When you quit, you validate all those negative people, the haters that are waiting for you to quit. So don't validate them. Keep going, keep going, keep going.、Um, you know, he shared about、uh, his、uh, experience in Budapest. That must have been tough, right? For the company about to shut down. Actually, that's how he got into his,、uh, his corporate role. But you know, we all go through the up and downs, and that's the entrepreneur journey. At the end of the day, this is still an amazing profession where network marketing empowers people. It's going to grow more and more. But the one trap you can't do is get into management mode, right? Don't become the tool. Make it about the tools, but don't become the tool. Meaning, don't talk too much. That use your tools, use your uplines, use your team for help. Don't get into that sales. You don't want to be that guru. To、um, talk about goal setting, importance of writing goals down. You probably heard that forever. You know, if you、uh, needed to hear that again, Byron definitely validate that again. And then the two skills that you, all top leaders have: they all recruit. They never get into the management mode. They're always constantly recruiting, and they are constantly promoting, promoting others, edifying others, edifying events. It is always about recruiting and promoting. And the last thing is, you really go to the top. Stop. Don't, don't make it about you. It's not about you. You work on systems and always focus on who are you helping to get to the next level. So, great show. Go definitely connect with Byron. If you like the show, go to mlnation.com and and you can go to the show notes there. Get all the info out there. And、uh, if you like the show, please leave a、uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes.、We、really appreciate it.、It'll、make、uh, really lift up the ML profession. Hey, this is Simon Chan. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless y'all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to mlmnation.net for valuable recaps of every show, and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession. 